Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. You alone are worthy to be praised. Thank you, God. 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 Come on, as a sign of surrender, or just the next one minute, I just want you to open your mouth and just turn over your expectations to Him tonight. In surrender, in total surrender, I say, God, I thank you. I'm here again at your feet, not for any man, but for you. Let your words indeed be like the fresh dew from heaven. Thank you for a word in season. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let the word tonight bring answers to every situation, to every circumstance. Thank you because your word is true. Your word is light. Your word brings life. And we have come to submit to that mighty hand, to that powerful word of yours. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Hallelujah. Come on, can you jam your hands together for yourself? And you may have your seat. And while you're doing that, let me ask your neighbor, neighbor, how was your day? Let me ask them, did you work hard today? <laughs> let me ask them, get a, get a response, all right? Ask them, did you work hard? Or did you just faff around the office? Or you're just lying down on your bed today? Let me turn to that neighbor and say, neighbor, I can't hear you. Just say, neighbor, remember, let your effort match your desires. I can't hear you. Say it one more time. Say, let your effort match your desires hallelujah praise god who has been enjoying church i don't even want to say this series who has just been enjoying church so far you know who has been enjoying church you know hallelujah all right uh we have special people joining us online can we give them a round of applause church come on can we celebrate them can we celebrate them hallelujah Thank you for joining, and if this is your very first time, we'd like to say welcome, welcome, welcome to church. Um, you can go ahead and just let us know where you're watching from. All right. Um, any part of the world, wherever you're in, you can just put on the comment section. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Last week we had an amazing time, right? And we talked about hard work, you know, and then we had that, you know, powerful, powerful, you know, um, panel session, you know, where we also discussed um, very key important things, you know, where hard work and our work ethics is concerned as believers. Amen. Amen. All right. And tonight we want to take it a, a step further. Amen. I want to take it a step further. 
So it's still on ethos, right? Um, and if you check the meaning of that word, you know, it actually means character, you know, the culture of the people. Amen. And today we are looking into applying kingdom code ethics. Sorry. Applying kingdom code of ethics <laughs> to advance in business and industry. Amen. To advance in business and industry. Praise God. Praise God. And you know, um, I mean, I'm sure everyone is familiar with that word, code of ethics. You know, if you, when you get into an organization, um, as part of the things that you're onboarded with, you know, they give you either a document, the code of ethics of, you know, of the company, you know, which is supposed to guide you you know, uh, along your journey in that company. All right. And tonight, you know, uh, we have just, I mean, we've come to talk about kingdom code of ethics, all right, as a believer. All right. There are things that are very, very important. All right. And so, we're here to really talk about, you know, sets of principles, guidelines, you know, that really guide, you know, our lives as believers you know whether it's actually i mean tonight we're talking about you know business and you know industries right um but even as aside that i mean these are things that we must embody as christians these are things that we must embody you know um as believers and there is a way that we ought to conduct ourselves amen as believers does anybody agree with me with that there's a way that we ought to conduct ourselves as believers. If we say that we are believers, there is a standard that is expected of us. And guess what? It's not old-fashioned. Amen. Let me turn to your neighbor and say it's not old-fashioned. God's standards are forever. They are eternal. All right? God doesn't lower his standards for per generation. He looks at the generation and says, no, let me bend a bit. Let me tweak it a bit for these guys. No. There are things that it expects from you and I. All right? As believers. Amen. Please don't get distracted. All right? There are things that it expects from us as believers. First John 3, 7 says that, My little children, do not be deceived. All right? It says, He who does what is right is righteous. First John 3, 7. He who does what is right is righteous. Now, somebody is asking, does that mean that we can work out our righteousness? Is our righteousness based on what we now do and not Jesus' sacrifice? Actually, what that scripture is trying to emphasize when he says that, you know, he who does right is, is um, righteous, is that the scripture is trying to reaffirm and reestablish the fact that the fruits of righteousness do not just abide as something that is just spiritual over our head. Hallelujah. It's not just, it's not just spiritual. That the fruits of righteousness are actually very tangible. And we can see them in the lives of believers. Amen. He's saying that there is a power, you know, um, how do I put it? There's a power, right, behind that, right, that word righteousness that compels a believer to live right. Praise God. So that word righteous doesn't just exist as 
you know, oh, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. It should produce, that spirit should produce in you a right kind of living according to God's standard. And so, it's not just okay to say, you know, oh, I'm the righteousness of God. You know, sometimes I feel that sometimes people hide under that to be able to live certain kind of lives. And we are saying that God expects of you and I a particular way of life. And that's why I can be doing drugs, smoking or doing all of that. But when I encounter God and I come into full knowledge of who I am in Christ as the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, after a while, if I allow that spirit, if I allow that walk to have its full effect in me, I will start to live right. Amen. So it's not okay to just live anyhow and, you know, just say, oh, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. It doesn't matter, you know, as long as I, as long as I, as long as, you know, some of us want to rope God in that statement. But well, 1 John 3, 7 says, Do not be deceived. He who does right is righteous. So yes, with the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and then you must live right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. So that's what we're going to be diving into tonight. All right. I want to move with speed and accuracy tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 11, Jesus talks about something very, very crucial. And I've started my message already. All right. Matthew chapter 15, verse 11. And Jesus makes a bold claim to say that what goes into your mouth is not really what defiles a man. What goes into the mouth of a man is not what really defiles him, right? But it's that which comes out of the mouth of a man. That which comes out from the mouth of a man. If you go down to verse 18, verse 18 of that same scripture, it says, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and they defile a man. Hallelujah. Scripture also says, out of the abundance of the heart. What? The mouth speaks. Amen. It says, those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart. So it means the heart is very, very, very critical. Amen. The heart is very, very critical. Very, very critical. So he's saying that what comes from inside is the main deal. Where it's coming from is the main deal and that word defile them means to damage the purity or appearance of something hallelujah to do what to damage the purity or appearance that what can really defile a man what can really reconfigure what can really damage the purity of something or a man is what comes out of his mouth which comes from where the heart hallelujah please follow me and so, Proverbs 4.23 says, Guard your heart with what? All diligence. For out of it, what? Stems the issues of life. I want to read the NIV version. 
he says above all else guard your heart for everything you do someone say everything everything you know the bible is very very accurate amen very precise it doesn't mean word whatever he says is exactly what it means he says everything you do flows out from it guard it preserve it i like to say it you know every time i read this scripture is you are the you are the guard over your heart you are the policeman over your heart amen you determine what goes you determine what comes in because you know that what eventually enters by default is what you will produce so when people say oh i can't believe i did this or i can't believe this person did this you better believe amen you better believe it just means that there has been an entrance into the heart there has been a, a ground that has been overtaken by a particular set of information or a particular set of you know um lifestyle that eventually just produces what you see on the outside the heart would always show forth amen the heart will always speak so that scripture says everything that we do flows out from the heart what you think what you say everything your deeds your actions everything flows out of there amen hallelujah you know when you buy for instance when you buy a new laptop right when you buy a new laptop one of the things that you want to do when you get that laptop you know at least i think so till now <laughs> amen one of the things that you want to do is to install anti-virus and all of those things right why do you do that to protect the sanity of that system to protect the purity of that system so that as you surf online and as you are exchanging you know flash drives from here to here it's able to check to see that something doesn't enter because once it enters that's the end scripture says neither give place to the devil and that's how you know viruses they just they, just, they first attack a particular section or a particular folder they just gain entry and just stay there and begin to view what is happening and then what happens from there it begins to go out before you know what is happening then the system is the system is now struggling to boot why something has entered the operating system of that laptop hallelujah it's the same way the heart is the operating system of man and that's why scripture says to what guard it jealously guard it because once it enters it's no more prevention we're not looking for cure and we usually say prevention is better than what you now have to god help you, you now find a strong you don't find one that can really do you know and um, there's something called full system check you now have to be um, it can take hours to now figure out where exactly that thing is operating from and some of them some of the viruses nowadays 
they are very smart. They go into places that even the developers of the antivirus, you know, anti-malware systems, we're not even thinking of. Hallelujah. So it now becomes a thing of cure. No more prevention any longer. Hallelujah. So if the heart is actually the, the storehouse, if it's the determinant of how we act, if it's the determinant of how we think, if it's the determinant of what we say, it then means that this heart is actually very critical. Because today we are talking about conduct. Amen. And I want to touch on two things, one very elaborate, one by the side. Integrity and a good conscience. I remember some months ago, I think it was myself and Dick Messiah, we were just talking about it. We're still in Bespoke. And we're, I think we're talking about... We're having discussions, I think it was about career and business interest groups, and we're talking about, you know, businesses. And we got to a place where we're talking about how some people don't... They're not comfortable doing business with Christians. Why? Because of their conduct. Amen. Because of how they will act. So if how we act is based on the heart, we can't address the issue of integrity or all of these things if we don't go back to the heart. Just like surfing on the web or introducing um, what's called flash drives into systems can introduce certain operating lifestyles. It means that there are certain things that we can expose our hearts to that can get us to act in certain ways that we have never seen before. It just takes exposure. It takes exposure. It takes exposure. Exposing yourself to the wrong things, exposing yourself to the wrong people who have different sets of values that you have it just takes a moment it, the devil just needs that small ground he doesn't need he doesn't need one hectare yet just giving one over 32 plots in your mind he doesn't need to sleep he can stand amen then along the way what he begins to do is to clear ground just the same way that virus will begin to find its way into other parts of the system. It clears ground, clears ground, clears ground, clears ground. Hallelujah. So tonight, we're talking about integrity and what? Having a what? Good conscience. It's one of the, and if you have dealt with, for instance, Instagram vendors. Amen. How many people, if you are here, they have shown you Shaggy before? Amen. They have shown you like they have really given it to you. You believed. You, you just believed. Hallelujah. I, I can see them just consoling Bimbo. Bimbo. Ah. And some of you have, you have determined in your heart that, you know, let me just say the truth. <laughs> if I want to buy something, <laughs> I like seeing it physically, you physical physically oh just instagram you just, just ah, 
I don't know. So people used to try. My wife that used to order things like that, and just one time they ordered one thing like that, one decoration. By the time the thing came online, the thing was looking like <laughs> it was looking like two feet, one big. By the time it came, Wurubai. That's like the thing is in our house today. She was surprised, like it's a lie. Me, I've learned to <laughs> before they shocked me. Hallelujah. So, people have had experiences, and we see that every single day in our work, in you having dealings with people, with, with business people, or we carry you know, different things people who provide service and all of that. And they are, you know, I usually say that bad customer service it sticks more than good. You, re, you, you. If I ask you some of the good experiences you have had, you know, customer service wise, you might not remember, but there is one that you remember that they showed you, you will never forget. You know, and so as, as business people, one of the most important things that we sell or we try to buy from those that we engage with, from customers, from our clients, is what? Trust you take that thing out of the way you are just living alone you are servicing yourself because until people listen let me just say this by the way if if people actually if people look at you and they can't really determine they can't decipher and i'm not talking about I'm not talking about, um, you know, oh, there's just something unique about this person. No, <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about uniqueness. I'm talking about they, there's just something. They can't place you. Today, you are like this. Tomorrow, you are not consistent. You are not, you are not dependable. What you say you will do is not what you do. People will run away. People will just shift back. You'll just be wondering why, why, why? Because people can't just place. They can't place where you are. They can't trust that. If, if I deal with this person this way, I'm going to get this in return. Today you said this thing, tomorrow you said the other. You are not consistent, you are not constant, you are not, you are not dependable. Hallelujah. Then you might have a problem transacting in this world. Amen. It's just the same way, you know, I was thinking to myself... growing up even up until now once i once i figure out somebody who can do something or i'm buying something from that can do it over and with and quality doesn't change i'm not worried i'm not trying to think will it be will it not be most of you just what stick with the person right why because you are sure you are confident that come rain come sunshine no matter what happens this person will deliver on that level. Hallelujah. And it's amazing that, you know, some of the things that bother me, some of the things that bother me are not even the things that go on on the outside. You know, you know what to expect in the world because you're dealing with the world. Amen. But should we then come into the church and then find those same things there as believers? So it's an anomaly when Christian brothers, Christian sisters, cannot transact with themselves because they don't trust themselves. There's a problem. 
So everybody's red eye. Everybody's shining eye. Ah. <laughs> hey, bro. You see yourself in church, bro. Ah, bro. Good to see you. Oh, great. Ah, how far now? We go talk. We go talk. Then they're just telling me we go talk. We go talk. We go talk. We go yam. We go yam. We go yam. Every day we go talk. We go talk. We go talk. We go yam. We go. Ah, call the brother. Say, Come. Ah, talk to me. Hallelujah. I'm serious. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it could just be. And I'm. Ah, should I say this? Sometimes it could just be perception on how certain people just they just see you. And if you are not quick to correct it. Amen. If you're not quick to correct, some people just have a perception. You know, you can see somebody now and just feel like this person just looks dubious. <laughs> I'm serious. Have you, wait, okay. Okay, wait, wait. Have you met people, have you seen people like that? Have you met people like that? Where it just, you, they didn't do anything to you. I'm serious. And <laughs> it's a serious thing. I'm serious. No, no, no. I said I'm serious like how many times? Like eight times. <laughs> because I'm really serious. Because that thing is an atmosphere that can just remain around somebody for a long period of time. And if you don't correct it, you ask, you just ask, ah, why? What's going on? Is there something I'm doing? Is there a way I'm presenting myself? And in these days, people like to test people. Amen. They'll just throw something at you just to see how you react. And just, ah, this one, this one, this one, this one. Hallelujah. Let's go into the word, what that word really means. Amen. Integrity. I have three definitions here and then I'll read some scriptures and then just try and run through. Amen. Number one, it means the quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. The quality of what? Being honest and having strong moral principles. Being honest, being truthful being true to your words what you say is what it is you're not saying a and then when we go and check is c or f we are saying you know there are people who they tell you that the rain is falling even if it's falling by the time you get out it has stopped <laughs> because their words never match what they say it's raining you know but I think you just step out. You just see the sun shining. Why? Because of, by reason of the, of the person who spoke the word. Praise God. Number two. The state of being whole and undivided. The state of being whole and undivided. And I want to talk, touch a bit on this. You know. And part of, part of what this means is that kingdom principles you allow kingdom principles affect every area of your life you know when god gave us the bible when god gave us the scriptures he didn't say that these things that are inside here will not apply to your business and career find something else that you can use to work with amen so it's it's accepting the fact that this word is actually complete for every aspect of your life and that you have not found something else when it comes to business or when it comes to career no there are no it's a different ball game and you make it feel like the bible or the scriptures doesn't have any impact where your life where your business is concerned amen so the state of being whole and undivided i like this last one 
it says internal consistency hallelujah internal what consistency if you know what it means when we say the, this data um, um, the integrity of this data is assured for those who who work with numbers not non, numbers yes <laughs> amen which whichever kind of numbers or data you know i worked in the lab for 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 a few for a few <laughs> i don't like what my wife is doing to me <laughs> i worked with data for for a few years right you know and if you want to manipulate if you want to alter the integrity of data you know what to do so internal consistency whereby you are not manipulating human intervention amen the system has pulled this data to say this is what it is you now look at it and say ah, ah. <laughs> we can't let this thing go out like this we need to tweak one or two things here manipulate it to then mean something else hallelujah internal consistency another another part of you know another um expression of this particular phrase is that you are unchanged as a person amen who you are on the inside the fabric of your being doesn't change in rain or in sunshine that who you say you are who penel says she is at every given point in time we can bank on it hallelujah internal consistency over time over rain in hard time you know there are some people that because of what is going on right now in the country the whole economic your your skills have changed hallelujah you have tweaked something to be able to adjust you have tweaked certain values internally to be able to adjust to what is going on on the external and you say after all we're in nigeria we're all in this after all all of us can see what is going on so all man has to survive amen so you begin to tweak certain things now the topic of integrity is is all across scripture amen and anything that god puts in the scripture means that it, it is dear to his heart he doesn't put it there just for fun and if you go through the book of proverbs you 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 can't you can't exhaust how many times god spoke about integrity of heart amen so let's look at some of those scriptures proverbs chapter 11 verse 3 it says the integrity of the upright guides them but their duplicity destroys the unfaithful Somewhere in James, he talked about the double-minded man. How many people remember that scripture? Duplicity is something with when two-faced, amen. Two-faced man, two-faced human being. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Proverbs eleven three says the integrity of the upright. It what it guides them. It means it means that it leads them. It controls the kind of things that they do and they don't do. And scripture defines those who are double, who, who have double, who are just double. Amen. Duplicity of heart, duplicity in their mind, duplicity in their personality. You can't, you, that's what I was talking about. People you can't place, they're just like this. They're just, today they're like this, tomorrow they're like this. Scripture defines them as being unfaithful. 
Hallelujah. All right, let's look at Proverbs 10, verse 9. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 9. Let's just read very quickly. All right, it says, He who walks with integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his ways will become known. Hallelujah. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 6. Better is the poor who walks in his integrity than one perverse in his ways, though he be rich. Proverbs 19, verse 1. And then I'll take one more. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 1. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 1. Is that what I just read? All right, sorry. First Kings chapter 9, verse 4. This is talking about Solomon. First Kings. It says, Now, if you walk before me as your father David walked, in integrity of heart, and in uprightness to do according to all that I have commanded you. And if you keep my statutes and my judgments. Hallelujah. Integrity of heart. Integrity of heart. Let's read Philippians chapter 2 from verse 14 to 18. I want to bring out something in that scripture. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 14 to 18. All right. It says, do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as lights in this world. Let's read the message translation of this particular verse. The message translation. All right. Is this from verse 14? The message translation. It says, do everything readily and cheerfully. No, no bickering. No second guessing allowed. Verse 15. It says, go out into the world uncorrupted. A breath of what? Fresh air. In this world. And polluted. In this squ squalid and... is tough. In this squalid and polluted society. He says, provide people with a glimpse of good living and of the living God. Carry the light-giving message into the night. Stay on that verse. Please, go back. Provide people. He says, first, let's be a breath of what? Fresh air. When people deal with you, even though they might have had experiences with Christians who duped them? Who did them? Well, when they deal with you, let it be a breath of fresh air. Provide people with a glimpse of good living and of the living God. Hallelujah. Can we commit to that? Amen. There have been too many stories. You know, it, it breaks my heart every time when, when I hear, you know, ah. When I hear people saying they don't want to deal with Christians. Hallelujah. And there's one thing that we should know. Both the world and the church, they are watching. <laughs> Hallelujah. The world, the world, listen, the world that doesn't even believe in God is watching you to see if you will live out the profession of your faith. They are watching closely. Hallelujah. To see whether what you are even, what you claim to practice, what you claim to believe, what you claim to be convicted, you know, in, 
is what you're truly living as a Christian. Praise God. I wrote here, when you act in integrity in your business, in your career, in whatever it is, what you build is what? Trust and credibility and a what? Positive reputation. And I said earlier on that every business, you as a human being, let me even start with you personally. You need people they can trust. Amen. In your life, you, you look for people who you can trust, right? Amen. Even in business. Integrity is one of the words that you will find as the most, in fact, I think it's one of the most popular core values of every organization. It's everywhere. We, we, we act with integrity. We deal with integrity. I think it has already even lost the meaning. So we do, people just put it there. But they don't do what it really says. We act with integrity. What does it mean? And then you just, all you need to do is just to go closer and really see and taste and see whether they are really good or not. Amen. You know, only if you don't want to build anything that is lasting. If you want to be like those people, those vendors who have like 16 businesses, 16 accounts dealing on different grounds. They just want to cash out. Looking for who to dupe. Fast money schemes. If that's what you want to do. But if you really and truly want to build anything that lasts. Then you have to build on integrity. Hallelujah. Then you have to build. It has to be on the foundation of integrity. Hallelujah. You know. As human beings, as individuals, we watch ourselves every day. Amen. And the reason why you can move close to somebody and just sense that there's something off with this person is because character, amen, is like smoke. Praise God. You, people, people don't really, they don't really hear what you say you are is who you present, what you do, is what they take. So it means our actions are very critical. How you act, that little decision, that little, just that little lie that you thought that you just lied. Somebody has marked it in their mind and said, this person, I can never deal with this person again. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we said the quality of being what honest and having strong moral principles. The state of being whole and undivided. Internal consistency. Being honest. Being truthful. It's not old-fashioned. Amy, turn to your neighbor and say it's not old-fashioned. And it doesn't depend on circumstance. Hallelujah. There's no way in the scripture says that when it is like this, be honest. When it is like this, it's okay not to be. Hallelujah. Internal consistency. Praise God. You know, there's a quote, there's a quote I like a lot from one of my favorite musicians. You know, he goes like this, I'll explain it. He says, um, so it's not about the car you drive, but it's the road you took to get it. Amen. 
in that God, you know, sometimes God is concerned about the process of things. How you got what you got. You can't fool God. You can't, de- everything is bare in his eyes. So God is, you know, scripture says that God looks at the heart. Man may not see what has gone on, at, I mean, behind the scenes, but God sees it. And that's one of the things that he's really concerned about. Is how you got that result. The road you took there, the process, the procedure. Did you cheat somebody along the way? Did you sideline people? Were you? God looks at all of those things. That is what truly defines who a person is. I think it says, Louisa said, integrity is who you are when no one is watching. That person behind the scene, in the dark, when nobody sees you. And I'm not just talking behind closed doors. I'm saying the heart. That's who you really are. Hallelujah. So let's be a breath of fresh air. Let's provide people a good example to see by dealing right with people. By dealing right with people. All right. I'll just do this very quickly. Practical tips for maintaining integrity in business. And just before I say this, let me tell you one of the dangers of not acting in integrity is that you attract the same kind of people to you. Hallelujah. And then you just find out that the kind of people you are attracting are people who are also dubious. People who are also not truthful. People who are just like to just skim. You just find out that these are the kind of people. Because what? Like attracts like. You just begin to attract such people to your life, to your business. People who have no way. That's the kind of people you just keep attracting. So practical steps. Number one. And these are simple truths. It's nothing out of the world. They're just things that we need to practice. Hallelujah. Number one, always be truthful, even if it's difficult or inconvenient. Be truthful, always, even if it's difficult or inconvenient. It might not be the best of circumstances, but be truthful. Number two, Keep your promises and follow through on your commitment. Keep your promises and follow through on your commitment. That thing that you said you were going to do. You know, we say our word is our bond. And that's why God really holds himself to his word. Amen. And that's why scripture says that he exalts his word above what? Because his integrity is based on his is hinged on who he is and what he says. Imagine for one moment. <laughs> Just imagine for one moment. As Jesus was leaving, he said, wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit. Wait. Wait. It's coming. Can you just imagine for a minute that the Holy Spirit never came? 
Everything Jesus said would happen, happened. That's the kind of God that we serve. Every single word he uttered came to pass. He says, every word that I speak will not come back to me void. He will go and accomplish every single thing that has been sent to do. Wait for the promise of the Spirit. My father will send a helper. If the helper never came, what would we think? Ah! Do you know the kind of story we would have met on ground? There once was a man called Jesus who tricked an entire nation, an entire people, his followers, and said that he was going to send helper. Help, we know see. Now there we see day to day. It would, have, it would have destroyed the fabric of what is called Christianity. If everything that Jesus said, or even if some things that he said never came to pass. Because we will not have anything to hold on to. We can't then stand and say that we have been saying the word is truth. The word, we can't stand here and say that the word is truth. That's even if we even have this gathering in the first place. Hallelujah. Number three, treat others with respect and fairness, even in challenging situations. This is, this is one part that, and let me just use present, you know, what economic circumstances and situations seems to, you know, be doing right now. Is that in situations like this, the tendency to want to um, take advantage of the next man is high. Amen. Why? Because things are rough. Everybody's feeling it. So let's let's do whatever we need to do to get his way. Amen. It says, no matter, even in challenging situations, treat people with what respect and what fairness. As business people, as career people, you're procuring treat people with respect and fairness. Listen, there's one thing that I know sticks to the heart of people. Because with people, we, we relieve experiences. Amen. Let them, let them deal with you and say that, ah! Even when, no, I heard something from somebody recently. I can't remember who that was. I can't remember the story. But, you know, the crux of the story was that when other people we're doing certain things because of the challenging situations that were on ground. This person stuck to say no. And that's why, you know, one of the things I wanted to study, I almost went into HR. I saw that that thing, well, I was very, growing up, I was very passionate about customer service and all that because I just didn't like, and that's why I know that some of these first stations, some of them, ah, it's one thing for people to already be in a in a tight spot it's another thing for you to still in this present situation to still manipulate your meter meter where one liter is no longer one liter it's now 0.4 listen i said this with i said this with you know i'm telling you the honest truth it's the reason why some people can't move past certain places. I'm telling you. It's the reason why some of these guys, they are settling around the same thing. 
they can't expand because their whole life they are very short-sighted all they see is how they can make now now how they can manipulate people how they can manipulate their meter I think it was Toby. <laughs> I know that this is one of the things that Toby says. You say, he said, I can't imagine it. <laughs> I can't just say, why, why, why? There are people, it's a, it's, and these are, you know, I'm going to get there in a minute. When they say conscience has been seared, when scripture says have a good conscience, where you can sleep comfortably without your heart beating or thinking, have a good conscience. That's what these people lack. I'm telling you. Let's know what to expect outside. Let's be a bread of fresh air in our dealings. When people deal with you, let them want to learn, let, make them, you know, in search of the God that you serve. I'm telling you, listen, guys, God is our advantage. God is our advantage. Every time we try to scheme by ourselves to manipulate things, we are saying we don't trust Him. That's what you're doing. Every time you want to, you know, this decision, if I, ah, this thing is not right. Nobody is looking at you. You can get away with it. But there's one. Sometimes I feel like this is how God is just doing. Looking to and fro. There's one whose eyes is around the earth. Seeing what is going on in your heart? Even before you utter it, he can, he can see the deliberations in your heart. Number four, avoid situations that may compromise your ethical principles, even if they seem like good business opportunities. Avoid situations that may compromise your ethical principles, even if they seem like good business opportunities. Sometimes you just know that certain things, if I, if I double in, you know, if I double into it, ah, your heart won't be at rest. Number five, seek guidance and support from trusted colleagues, mentors, especially when you're unsure of how to handle a situation. There are certain times when in a situation, business people, career people, you're just in a situation, you're, ah, you're not particularly sure how to go about it. Call somebody that you can trust who has the same values. You know, it's, friendship is one of the things that God has given us for us to excel in life. There are people that you can speak to who hold the same values and say, ah, guy, no, 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 no. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Not people that ah, Kumata, eh, just once now. Just, did you, Jerry? Did you, did you? Did you? People that just uh, mm, uh, no, I'm saying trusted people, mentors, sp- true Christians, amen. True, true ones, indeed, in word, not the ones that carry the tag logo. You know, Paul said to run away from such people in the scripture. Hallelujah. I'm coming. 
Just give me a few minutes. I'm almost done. Buddy? <laughs> All right, very quickly. Why is it important to live a life of integrity? I'll just run through, through this very quickly. Number one, why is it important All right, to live a life of integrity? Number one, it reestablishes our commitment to God as our Lord. It reestablishes our commitment to God as our Lord. You know that word Lord then means it's not Lord over it, it's Lord over everything. Amen. Over your life, over your business, over your career. It reestablishes God as Lord in that place. You understand that the reason I'm here, I'm not here, you know, for myself. It's not just for profit reasons. I'm here as a representative, fully, fully submitted to God and his will. Hallelujah. Number two, it reinforces our trust in God as a true provider. I mentioned that, you know, quickly that, you know, one of the things that we do, what we, what we say, you know, in our heart when we, when we try to scheme things ourselves is that we don't trust God to provide. Because most of the decisions that make us to compromise are actually most in business and in career, usually attached to money, monetary returns. Amen. And so when you, when you compromise or when you manipulate, you are saying, I don't really trust you to take care of me. Let me do what I can do now so that I can move quickly. But we, don't, we forget that real speed is in God. Hallelujah. Number three, it allows us to be true. It allows us to truly be light and salt in this world. Just like that scripture said, all right, um, be a bread of fresh air. Give people something different to see. Amen. As I quote this last one, please help me put up 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 19 to 20. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 19 to 20. It says, having faith and a good conscience, which some, having rejected, amen. Somebody with me. Can we read the scripture together? One, two, three, and go. Having faith and a what? Good conscience. Which some having rejected concerning the faith have what suffered shipwreck. So number four. Number four reason why it's important is that we avoid spiritual shipwreck. Go to verse 20 of this same verse. Alright, you can see on 19. Having faith and a good conscience. Which some, some having rejected concerning the faith have suffered, suffered shipwreck. It means that the people that Paul was describing in this next, in, in verse 20. It means... The longer you stay in that zone, amen, you begin to go against certain core principles and values of the kingdom. Before you know what is happening, you have become titanic spiritually. Because the longer you stay on that path, the easier it gets to compromise. Hallelujah. Has anybody noticed that? The longer you stay there, the easier it gets. You get, it gets easier to compromise. If you don't quickly retract your step. And that's what scripture talks about. Having a seared conscience. Where you can now do it without feeling anything at all. Then there's no difference between you and an unbeliever. Or you and, you know, somebody who... You, like I said, we know what to expect from the world, right? But not from the church. Hallelujah. So it has a tendency... To take us off guard, off coast. You are lost. You are already gone. 
And that's why sometimes when you say, ah, we can't recognize this person again. There was a heart tweaking somewhere. There was an entry into the heart that tweaked. It came in as a little drop of water. But it's now a flood in the heart. It now becomes a lifestyle, a culture. Why? It was not checked. Just write um, these scriptures there on conscience. First Peter 3.16 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5. I'll go again. 1 Peter 3 16. 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 2. And 2 Corinthians chapter 8 verse 21. Hallelujah. Alright, as a roundup. Um steps to follow to uphold kingdom kingdom ethics all right what i want to do i want to take number one but i'm going to take it as a very final thing number one embrace the word and by embracing the word i'm saying surrender to the word take the word for what it says number two establish boundaries as a business person as a career person establish boundaries before time know what you know the limit know what you can double into and know de- define it early enough so that when it comes you are not trying to determine whether to or not that point is usually very late most times if you have not defined from the very beginning that in this business in my career these and these are the things that are permitted to be done here. They are, and those are the things that are really from core values that people just throw around now. That's what you de- you define it. Establish the boundaries. When it comes to this, no, we don't. Hallelujah. Number three, seek an alternative. And I'll give Daniel as an example. They presented to, um, to Daniel and his friends what? The king's portion. Daniel brought up an alternative through the wisdom of God. He said, look, don't test us with this. Give us this instead. So by that, he was, a, he was able to avert ethical confusion. He was able to avert it just by suggesting and providing an alternative. So there are certain instances, you know, as business people, as career people, God will just give you the wisdom where nobody, I wrote it here, you know that God will give you certain wisdom to be able to navigate certain circumstances where nobody is affected. Your faith hasn't been affected. Your belief hasn't been affected. Daniel in that instance provided an alternative to say, look, alright, we know the aim, but can you try us with this? To say, and so you're on a business deal, a business table, and you know, you're looking like ah, this thing right there right at that place you can ask god to give a solution where it, it, it automatically just flips what is being put on the table without you compromising on your beliefs that's what i mean by seeking an alternative what daniel did he sought an alternative to the king's portion say try us with this and through favor and wisdom of God, 
God handed it over to him. Hallelujah. Number four. Stand firm. Number four, stand firm. Now, here's the honest truth. That as long as we are here, we would have ethical dilemmas to face. Amen. And there are certain instances where they, they won't require you providing an alternative. It's just to back down. Hallelujah. Situations where you just have to back down. Stand firm on your conviction. And back down. There are certain situations that where alternatives will not be present. That, you know, permits everyone to, to save face. That one is just clear standing on your convictions. Hallelujah. As I wrap up, finally, finally. I put this thing down as final words in my notes. My final words for tonight. I've said some of the things, so I'll just go through it. Number one. And I just put them down as God gave them to me. Number one, God is your advantage. God is your advantage in this world. In your dealings with life, God is your advantage. God is your advantage. Let that stick in your mind. God is my advantage. In my business, God is the reason why I have an edge. Number two, you're an ambassador of the kingdom. You represent God wherever you are. Let that stick in your mind. That you represent a kingdom. You're an ambassador. Your life, you're an image of the kingdom. So whether it's your business, whether you represent something very crucial to the kingdom. Number two, you're an ambassador of the kingdom. Number three, a decision to uphold God's standards is always a wise decision. A decision to uphold God's standard is always a wise decision. Listen, the world may term it foolish, but remember, remember that wisdom is evident by what? Its fruits. Wisdom is evident by his fruits. It might seem foolish, but wisdom is evident by his fruits. Number four, upholding kingdom ethics keeps you ahead. Even though circumstances may make it look like you are behind. Upholding kingdom ethics keeps you ahead. Even though the present circumstances may make it look like you are behind. Make it look like you are not smart. Make it look like you're not progressing. Number five, your life, business, and career must be an avenue for people to believe God and choose his ways. Amen. Remember the scripture in Philippians 2, 14 to 18. Your life, business, career, it must be an avenue for people to believe God is God that we serve and for them to choose his ways number six I mentioned this by the way but I just want to reiterate it whether you like it or not the world is watching to see that your actions are in accordance to your professional faith whether you like it or not the world is what watching to see that your actions are in accordance with your profession of faith and finally, finally tonight, what you gain by obedience, 
far outweighs what you gain by compromise. What you gain by obedience far outweighs what you gain by compromise. Remember Jesus. The devil came with with what was already his, in fact. <laughs> it was just a portion. A, a, a minute portion of what Jesus was going to attain. And at the end of the day, he attained a name higher than every other name. The devil came at that moment of compromise. He made it look like this was all. Showed him everything. This is it. But what God had in mind was far greater than that. Listen, you might not see it, but God honors your faithfulness to him. God honors your faithfulness to his word. God honors it. I want to close by saying this. And I want to use this illustration as I, as I leave tonight. And it's the illustration that I gave, you know, of the laptop, the flash drive, the anti-malware, and all of that. Now, the laptop has to work. Amen. It has to get to work. The reason why it is bought is so that it can work, right? Now, the laptop can't say that, ah, because I don't want to get corrupted. For the sake of not being corrupted, it shuts down and doesn't do any work, doesn't do anything. It will become useless, it will become inactive, and it will not produce any fruit. Why? Because it's trying to shield himself from what? Virus. What has to be done is that something has to be installed called an antivirus or an anti-malware such that when it is dealing with the world and with the web and with everything around it, there is something that keeps it in check. So you're surfing on the internet, it detects that there's something here that can't enter. If it, if it enters, it corrupts the system. So it's able to detect what is a lie and what can cause corruption. That's why when you bring a flash drive, it scans it first to see and he has the ability to actually do what to kill and destroy some of the viruses amen and then go ahead to transact i'll leave you with this tango we're talking about we've been talking about serpent and doves right the scripture says be wise as serpent and what gentle as doves like i said before ethical dilemmas are not something we'll wish away you're going to face it at every point in your life And we can't say because we don't want to get corrupted, we will not interact with the world that God has sent us to. So what then is the antivirus? What then is the anti-malware in our system that ensures that we can transact, take out, because what the anti-malware does is to take out the virus and then collect what it needs to collect from that flash drive. Until the word becomes that thing in your life where it becomes the standard, where you can decipher, the word helps to decipher what you need, what you need to take away. Because in dealing with the world, you're going to have to deal with the world. Amen. Because there are certain things, because we need to transact with the world, but we need an internal operating system, an internal malware that helps us know when 
or that helps us know what to take and what to discard. Amen. It's the word of God. Listen, we cannot overemphasize this over and we can't, we can't say it enough. The word of God is your guide. The word of God is your guide, your light. Amen. It's the word of God that helps you detect. And until you know what the word says, you cannot detect what he actually says. Hallelujah. Until you know what he says about every particular situation. When you are faced with it, if you don't know, you can't, you can't stop it. You will just take everything in. And that's where corruption happens. Into the heart. Then you just find out that you are beginning to produce certain fruits. Because there was no gateway. There was no guard. Everything was just coming in. Coming in. The word is what puts up a standard. Hallelujah. The word is what puts what? Up a standard. So that as we transact with the world. Only if we are not going to be fruitful. If we are not going to multiply. If we are not going to dominate. But God has sent us into the world. Hallelujah. But we go with the word as our check. In the heart. Amen. Hallelujah. We go with the word as our what? As our check. The word becomes your antivirus. Antimawe. Has somebody been blessed tonight? We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much he wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in his presence.